And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode number 65 today. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Old Bridge Pizza. Shout out to our guys over at Old Bridge Pizza. And uh, our other sponsor, Chaos Gym, located on 516 behind Comfy. Reminder, breast cancer awareness event on October Sunday, October 18th. Uh, you come, you do as many reps of a bunch of different workouts as you can. And um, you either get sponsors to donate money per rep, like 10 cents per rep or 5 cents per rep, or you just donate a flat fee. And uh, yeah, hopefully raise a lot of money. He's doing it for a cause. And uh, yeah, show your support. All right, let's get into the week five recap of the... Uh, of the Bear Down League. Um, we have Dylan here, Kurtzman here, my father Tommy Savaro here as well. Let's start with the 10 o'clock games. Let's start off with the Seahawks versus the Bucks. Uh, Kurtzman, I will start with you on this one as you've been studying the game film over the last few minutes here. Uh, what did you see from the Seahawks that, you know, uh, helped them get their, their second straight win here? Back-to-back wins. They're now sitting at 2-2, two and two, coming off of a game where I think... Um, I took the Bucks in this one, and everyone else. You three took the, uh, you three took the Seahawks. So you guys got the game up on me here, and um, yeah, they, the Seahawks played really well. I thought. And uh, what, what was your, uh, what's your takeaways from the film, Chris? Um, I think one thing that the Seahawks did very well is they flag grabbed very well. I don't see a lot of missed flag grabs, long plays uh, by the Bucks, only through the air. Really, not like the little dink and dunks that you see go for 15, 20 yards. Those are not those. That's just a way to lose games. You give up free yards like that. Um, I think they did a very good job play calling. Seahawks, they had a lot of... They took shots when they had to. They worked the ball through the middle of the field. And um, Chase was using his legs. He was making plays. He was giving his receivers chances to make plays for him. Um, as Joe, I watched Joey drop a dime by Chase on the film. Um, I think that the Seahawks offense did, more than, did enough to win the game, but... Um, the defense is really where I like to see them. They only allowed six points through most of this game. Uh, they got the Bucks had a quick score late to try to cut it, and they actually got the ball back with a chance to win it, and they almost did. But um, give the Seahawks defense credit. They made a lot of plays, and they were able to keep the ball in front of them, not get beat deep behind them, other than the Billy Andrews touchdown on a fourth down, like basically like a Hail Mary on the first drive of the game. Um, Seahawks going forward, man, I really they're finding their groove, and I'm really happy to see that Chase is playing well for a second straight week. Uh, really limited the turnovers when we had the one interception by Sam Allen. And uh, other than that, I thought they played a pretty good game all around. I think your point about you know their decisiveness and um, their play calling is a really good point because through the first two weeks we were like, all right, well we need Chase to be you know a little bit of a better athlete. Like he, he wasn't not being be a better athlete, be more of an athlete. Use your ability to run. Use your ability to throw deep down the field. Give your number one wide receiver, Joe Pip, an opportunity to make a play. Joey has yet another catch in this game where he just goes up over two people and comes down with the ball. So anytime you get Joey going, big momentum plays like that, I think it makes a huge difference in the game. Defensively, they were also really good. And I know we, we talked about how you know how good their line was uh, two weeks ago with Johnny and Chase. I thought they were great again. And I think you know every single week we talked about it, Kurtzman just said before we got on film, uh, or Dylan, you might have said it. Johnny like basically plays running back for them. Yeah, I mean he obviously he's on the line, but the way they use him is like, you know, an Austin Eckler type role. You know, little dump offs just to secure those five, six, seven yard plays, just to you know stay ahead of the chains for lack of a better term. And then that allows them to take their shots to Pip, allows them to take their shots to Emmerich. Given the situation, I think that with Chase being a rookie quarterback and. Uh, like no one knowing him beside from Pip, it's t- definitely taking them a few weeks to kind of like trust Chase and trust Pip's uh, game planning and trust in like their assigning roles to each guy or even just like figuring out roles, just being that they didn't have that much chemistry coming in. But I think that after four games, I think that they finally understand like every single role for each player and what needs to be done to win the game. And their execution has been really, really good. And to speak on their defense, um, they do allow teams to move the ball against them, but I feel as though you can always count on them for a big sack to put it to third and long, fourth and long, or a big interception. Pip, you know, is always lurking back there. So I like the direction they're trending, and I, I would like I like to see them, you know, face some of the better teams coming up and maybe pull off some upsets and really make a push towards the top half of the standings. I think this is beginning of you know they've had two upsets technically back to back weeks, beating the Cardinals and then beating the Bucks. We thought the Bucks looked really good against the Lions, Kurtzman. And, you know, they came out, and, and Sam Allen texted me. He's like, I couldn't believe that um, 
that, you know, three people on the podcast picked against us after how we played against Kurtzman. He's like, especially Kurtzman, I couldn't believe it. He's like, we just played that well against him, and he picked against us. Obviously, you were right. I ended up being wrong there. But um, from from what you've seen on the film so far, Kirsten, what do you think uh, they did differently? What was what was the problem for them? No, I just think that their offense is kind of inconsistent right now. Um, they didn't score their second touchdown of the game until very late in the game to make it a game. And I give them credit because I just watched this last drive where they got the ball with no timeouts, Joe DeMeo spiking it a few yep. times, getting up, making plays. This was the first time I really saw Mark getting the ball in the film, though, in the last drive. That can't happen. I know you don't want to force the ball to him, but there's got to be like like at least one play per drive where you're at least targeting him. It didn't look like he was getting a lot of targets at least early in this one. Um, I was happy to see Michael Leva getting the ball more this week. His um, targets went way yeah, up. Yeah, his targets went way up. I think he, he finished with seven targets. Um, I just think they need to be more consistent offensively. Defensively, they got it. They make stops. They make plays. Their defensive um, schemes are very good. They confuse the quarterback. Um, I'll speak for that to myself. They confused me a lot of the game. Um I just think they need to find ways, find better plays to score on offense. It seems like they're um, stalling out on a lot of drives. They are being forced into fourth and longs, which third and longs, fourth and longs, which just don't bode well. It ends up being a lot of jump balls. Not that they have, don't have good jump ball players, but that's just not the kind of offense you're trying to play week in and week out. So I just think, listen, two and three, middle of the standings. Joe knows who he is. They're going to be all right. Um, I do think they need to figure out this offensive thing, though. I I I'm, I don't know. I don't. I can't really like, tell like what. I mean, Joe is getting pressured a lot, but I think every quarterback gets pressured. Yeah, I think lot, I think so. one thing the Bucks need to figure out, like you said, he was getting pressured a lot. I think they need to figure out whether it be the use of a running back or an extra lineman. I, they need to figure out how to keep pressure, um, prevent pressure. My apologies, while allowing Mark to get down the field. Because yeah. Mark not only is a good deep ball, is a good jump ball receiver, but if he's 15 yards on the field, he's garnering a double team just yeah. because of his sheer, sheer size, and that'll allow one-on-one matchups down the field for Billy and Oliva, and, you, you know, these guys thrive in the one-on-one matchups. So even if Mark's not getting the ball, I think he needs to be deeper downfield, kind of like how you see Pisco use Tompkins running deep routes pretty often, allowing guys to win in single coverage. Yeah. Dad, you see any of this game, though, right? You see any of this game. Um, I just really think that um, the Seahawks are coming into form, and I really do believe in the Bucks as a team that I know we're going to say, I think we say this about a couple of teams in the league, but they're the lower seeds that you just really don't want to see in the playoffs, especially in the first round. Um, I feel like the the league reminds me of the Western Conference. In that yeah. Like, you just, there's a lot of teams at the bottom half of the league that you're not really trying to see in the playoffs if you're a higher seed because they're just teams that are finally now figuring it out. Like I, like I always say, like my teams have it figured out early, and then we have to just maintain that and hopefully get better as the season goes on. A lot of these teams start out slow, but they're building exponentially throughout the season where they're at their peak come the playoffs. So I think the Bucks will figure it out. Joe's a smart kid. He has a good uh, – he has a Sam Allen in the huddle who – is one of the brightest kids in the league in terms of football IQ, and I think that they will be more than okay. Um, the moment you said uh, the the football league is like the Western Conference, my brain immediately shifted to who's, the, who's the, the Clippers? Who's the Clippers of the league? Of but, course um, he did. Um, <laughs> Mister, Mister, I cracked up hysterically when he finds out. <laughs> Doc that Rivers got fired. Um, give me the stats on this one. Joe finished thirteen of twenty one, hundred seventy yards, two touchdowns, um, also two interceptions. Mark DeMeo finished. Uh, four for 40 and a touchdown, a sack and a pass breakup. Mike Oliva, five catches, 73 yards, also had a 12-yard rush, made three pass breakups and a tackle. I was saying, I was going to say on the film, Mike Oliva made it. Uh, Joe, Joe Pippen had a good game, but Mike Oliva made it tough on him. He had a, um, had a lot of opportunities to make plays and three pass breakups. You're making enough plays. Yep. Um, Billy had the jump ball touchdown in the first half of the game. Damian had two catches for 11 yards. Uh, Sam Allen had an interception. Mikey Freeman had a sack, and Eddie Welsh had a big catch Um to help lead a touchdown drive later in the second half. For the Seahawks, Chase finished 17 at 24, 120 yards, also ran four times for 30 yards, threw two touchdowns. Oh, threw three touchdowns, I apologize. Pip, five catches, 37 yards, two touchdowns, interception, and a pass breakup, three tackles. Johnny, seven catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Sobes is a sub, three catches, 16 yards, and a conversion. Kujit had two sacks. Emmerich had a catch, and Steve Schaefer, another catch. Oh, Chase also had two sacks. Don't want to forget about that because he's a menace on the D-line. All right, let's do the next uh, 10 o'clock game here, Packers versus Lions. Kurtzman, your team in this game, uh, tell me what you thought about it. Um, 
I'm happy that I was able to finally break out, have a really good offensive showcase. Um, I was throwing the ball really well. I felt good before the game, even though my legs felt like jello. My arm felt really good. Um, I was pissed off at our defense, though. 31 points. No. Can't happen. We haven't allowed over 20 points yet this season. Um, we allowed two really long touchdowns. One was my bad because I called a, I called a play on defense. Not everyone knew what was happening on defense. That one's on me. Um, but we just need to. We didn't pull flags as well as we usually do. Um, we allowed two or two deep ball touchdowns. I think we'll clean it up this week. Uh, we have to clean it up this week because we're playing a formidable opponent. Big big news to your team as well. Julius uh, out four to Julius six weeks is with out a four to six thumb. weeks. And uh, I got my boy George playing. George for a is bit. stepping in. Demon Drew is out for four to Demon six Jew. weeks. Yeah, no, and that's a it's a big loss to our team. He's a number two receiver. He makes a lot of plays for me, especially early in the season. He was making a lot of big plays. A little uh, confrontation after the game. Direct quote from Julius to Kurtzman after the game. No, no, not am to I, me. I'm am, sitting behind. I'm standing behind. Am him. I Michael Thomas possession receiver or am I Tyree Kill throw me the ball deep wide receiver? <laughs> <laughs> that is direct quote from Julius after the game. You know, you'd think winning cured all, but I guess no, it does not. not. It does um, not. No, listen, I know he. I know he's content with what's happening. We're yeah. winning games. We're making plays. Everyone's making plays. Mike got to eat four touchdowns. I've been saying it. Best four touchdowns. I thought it was three. Four touchdowns. Oh. Best receiver in the league, no doubt in my mind. Um, he makes plays over anybody. I don't shy away from matchup based on who's guarding him. Um, as shown, he gets the ball every single week. You threw an absolute dot to True on that little wheel route. From the opposite yeah, side. Yeah, from yeah. the opposite side. That was a really good pass. I know Mikey was, was talking crazy during the game. It was cracking me up. He's like, stop thinking Kurt's been good. Everyone in the league, stop thinking he's good. He goes, you know what's a crazy thing? He tells me I'm tough when he's not. Yeah, <laughs> so. Mikey, Mikey's just sitting there screaming, um, everyone needs to stop thinking Kurt's been good, and then he won't be good anymore. Yes. Dylan, what do you think about this one? To follow up on your point, I think we all like the clown Kurtzman because, you know, everyone is his friend and he the, runs the league and he's the good guy. But uh, Kurtzman was dominant in this game. I haven't seen him. Some of the throws he was making, I haven't seen that since, I want to say, last summer with the Browns. Browns. yeah. He was, this is the best game he's had in a while. He was diming left and right. He had confidence. He had swagger. He was trash talking, and it actually, was talking shit and, it wasn't actually bad. and it actually was not bad. Not bad trash. It was talk, actually decent. like okay, that's actually getting his team fired up. Okay. It was actually like, pretty okay, good. That, that made sense. That made, so, that made some sense. I mean, this game has put him back in the MVP conversation. Six touchdowns. I mean, that's it's one way to do it. Like you said, the defense definitely had some holes, giving up some broken plays, some deep balls. But I think that. Kurtzman and I talked about this yesterday. It's hard to keep your foot on the gas. You know, like we were looking at the standings and talking about differential and with the seeding, how it's going to fall out. And like, it's hard to blow teams out because you're up 36 to 6 or 36, whatever it is. And you're just like, you're not thinking in that moment, oh, we need to keep this, we need to keep them down so we can get our differential up. You're just like, we're up 30, this game's it's over. over. Yeah. Even and, when you're up two touchdowns with like yeah. three minutes to go, you're like, all right, like if they score, like we'll just get, I, I'm confident that we'll get the ball back. We'll, and we'll do enough to I, make sure we don't. I lose wanted the ball. to say this. I thought the Packers. I thought Vin looked really good again. Yeah, no, he yeah. did. Um, I thought. I don't know his name. The, Delon. The, Delon. Delon. Delon looked good too. Yeah. I thought Delon looked really good, especially defensively. I thought he looked good as well. Kirsten, you made the point that Brandon Giles looked really good on the film, and that you know he had really good hit movement and made it difficult on people to grab his flag. Yeah. No. Um. He had a couple of big catches and runs. I thought he. Play, I thought this was his best game. Um. So far this season. He, um, I'll talk about the stats later, but he played really well, and I thought that when his team was a little down in, not confidence, but in energy, he would make a big play to kind of get everyone back going. He scored, he had a big 22-yard touchdown later in the game that kind of kept it within one score again. Um, he had another big gain early uh, later in the game that kind of kept them going. So I really felt like he was able to click with Vin on the offensive side, and I would like to see that continue going forward for them. I thought Wiz also filled up the stat sheet. He had a tackle in this game. He had a conversion. He had a sack. He had a touchdown. Like he was, he was no, good. He for definitely them. did he a lot really of everything. Um, he likes to talk trash to True, and I, I always say, like yeah. when I used to always play against True, I say, don't talk trash to him because it only makes him. Like it only makes him want to do it more and try to do it. Wiz, well, Wiz held his own, but True scored two touchdowns. I was very happy to uh, see that. But no, I really think that the Packers um, are going to keep building off of this. Um, Mikey was a little quiet on offense. I thought he could have they could have gotten him the ball more. Um, he made a couple of big plays on defense. Mikey had two interceptions on conversions. I swear, all my friends like own me. They all picked me <laughs> off for some reason. Um, Curtin stats look bad. I feel like he throws an interception on a conversion every single every week. single week. <laughs> it's guaranteed. But um, no, I really do think they played well, and I think that um, 
they will be another team that could be like an eight seed, seven seed that you're really not trying to see because no one wants to see Bing Organo in the first round because that's just someone that can, on any given day, play a lot better than you and beat you. Yeah, I like what they're doing with their offense. You know, they're using all their weapons. All seven guys on the field, they're always a threat to beat you at all times. I just think I'm, I'm worried about their defense. A lot they, more creativity on offense, we got to say for them. Like, as def- uh, playing, I played not a lot of defense, but I was watching it more from the sideline because I didn't play a lot in the first half on day. Um, but I really felt like they were mixing up the formations, which is something Vin always does. He was calling a lot of a lot of screens, get the ball out quick, um, using his linemen down the field, and um, nah, it definitely was a much tougher challenge than I expected. I kind of thought we had a chance of rolling over them, but no, nah, Vin. They definitely need to Vin get some creativity over. on defense, mix up some schemes, send some blitzes, change your coverage, switch yeah. up between man and zone, just. You gotta do something because what you're doing right now ain't working. No, so. obviously not. Um, no, but I do like. I actually do like them going forward because I do think they have enough athletes to make plays. They have enough linemen to protect Vin. Um, I know we had we had a couple of sacks in this game, but I do feel like they did a decent job giving Vin the time to make plays and throw the ball. Um, I'll just give the stats. Right, I let's guess. get into the stats right now, then, Chrisman. I finished 14 of 23, 204 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions. Had four carries for 67 yards. Julius. Um, two catches, 24 yards. Mike Dino, five catches, 88 yards, four touchdowns. True, finished with four catches, 64 yards, two touchdowns. Also had a sack and a pass breakup. Scott, one catch, 13 yards. Also had an interception early in the first half, which was uh, a nice momentum booster to bring us up two, uh, two scores. Jarwar, three sacks. I had a sack. No, I didn't have a sack. I'm sorry. Rhett had a catch for six yards. Dean had one catch for nine yards. And Connor Storms made a couple fly grabs on defense. Um, he was playing his role at a really high level. Yeah. Before you go to the other team, I just want to shout out Jarwar real quick. We were talking about him after the games that despite being, you know, a big, strong kid, he's a premier edge rusher with his speed off the outside. He consistently is hawking down quarterbacks on the scramble, like with the likes of Chase, who's regarded as one of the fastest players in the league. So Jarwar is completely pulling flags, too. If if we didn't mute the film... You would hear me and Dylan on the film be like, wow, Jarwar's just there every play. So. No, Jarwar, and I tell Jarwar this, I tell him he keep, every single play, I'm like, yo, you were just in, keep going, just don't stop. And they had a, At one point, they had to sit there and put four guys on the line, double-team True and double-team Jarwar. So the fact that I'm able to get pressure with two guys and drop five, like you talked about on the preview pod um, last week, Dylan, that is such a... Um, a luxury. Yeah. Um, for the Packers, Vingariano, 15-28, 235 yards, five touchdowns, also had six yards rushing, had a pass breakup and a tackle on defense. Um, DeLon had three catches for 47 yards and a touchdown, three tackles. Mikey had one catch for 12 yards, two interceptions and a pass breakup. Wiz, two catches, 16 yards and a touchdown, also had a sack, a conversion and a tackle. Brandon Giles, five catches, 65 yards and a touchdown. Um, Vinarina, two catches, 62 yards and a touchdown. Tempa had a sack. And Matt Schaefer, two catches, 45 yards and a touchdown, as well as a pass breakup. All right, let's move on to the 11-15 games here. The Patriots versus the Ravens. Now, you're the only one who saw this, really, so I know you were gassing up one of the quarterbacks. I'll say this. I'll say this. This is another game where at the very end of the game, the Ravens scored some some touchdowns. Yep. Do you know the final score of this one? We tweeted out 34 to 26, but I believe the final score was actually 38 to 24. Okay. So it was it I didn't feel that close. No. It didn't feel not like that. Not even that close. I'll say this. I thought Tommy along with even I think he had the best quarterback performance this week. You, Kurtzman, had probably the best stats. Sure. But I think just uh, in terms... They both had six it, touchdowns. Yeah, yes, in terms of... And, I, and this isn't me hating no, on you. No, 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 I'm saying this Everyone isn't me hating Tommy. on you. This isn't me hating on you. But like, I'm, I usually joke around that. Like, your touchdowns, even though you know you had good balls and stuff, I thought Tommy had the best ball of of the weekend. Like, I thought... He's he the best ball of a lot of weekends, man. Like, I feel like talented. he was... I was just sitting there like, wow, he was really dotting it up today. Like, at, you'll get into the stats. Abby was super involved. Paulie's super involved off rip. Giuseppe, again, and always has a new touchdown dance every week. I think he practices his touchdown <laughs> dance before he comes to the games. Have um, it ready, ready to go? Um, everyone on their team, they looked good. They looked really good. Tommy, I thought, did a good job being an athlete as well and being mobile and just looking downfield. Christian was involved early as well. Like Everyone was involved. He was spreading the ball around, and it just looked great off of his hand. The Ravens had absolutely no answer for them. Defensively, I thought the Ra- I thought they were pretty good. You know they held they held the Ravens in check, and we've talked about the Ravens and you know their points per game. But it is a little bit skewed because they do get a lot of quote unquote garbage time scores. But I thought this game was kind of over fast. I thought it was over quickly. I don't think it was ever really like every time it was Tommy twenty six nothing at one point. Every time Tommy got the ball, 
I was like, they're going to score. Like, there's nothing that they could do to stop them. Just throwing the ball to Abby downfield. I think Abby had, what, three touchdowns in this game? Two or three touchdowns in this game? He was everywhere. And, we, you know, we all say, hey, just throw the ball up to Abby. He did it early in the game, and then he kept going to it. And it just, it, the, like, the ball placement, I, I highly, if you did not see this game, guys, and you're listening to this, I highly recommend watching the film when it drops of this Patriots game because Tommy was on point. I thought it was an A-plus performance from him you this weekend. would have given him a perfect quarterback rating, perfect QBR. Yes, yes. I would have yeah. given, I thought he was like, like, I'm not going to say he's fucking Patrick Mahomes. No, but he looked, but, no, everything look, you're saying, what you're saying is everything looked effortless. It was fluid. The offensive play calls were great. I understand exactly what you're trying to say. They um, looked very, like, this was their first win and it looked to me they're like, like they're a three-win team. Yeah, um, Maybe they got together in practice over the last two weeks. They coming off a bye. Maybe they were listen. Um, I think they. I know for a fact they were talking more like in their team group chat over this last two weeks because um, I talked to players on their team, so I know um, they looked like they are ready to finally get on this run that I've been trying to get them on, speak them into existence on for the last couple weeks. Um, I think that they have, if not one of the best receiving cores. One of the best receiving cores, if not the best receiving core in the league, with Abby, Paulie, Giuseppe, Christian, uh, and Kodros. Um, Kodros has your five. That's that's something else. They, he's Austin, a lot on the line. line. He's committing Dane to his Lupton. role. They listen. They commit to their roles. It seems like they're a team that kind of likes playing with each other, even though there are also a lot of um, guys that don't necessarily know each other that well going into the season. But I'm super excited to see if the Patriots can make Just, a run because they they got they got all the tools needed to make the run. Just look at the targets. I know I don't want to do the stats, yeah. but look, look at the targets in this game. Paulie seven, Christian six, Abby five, Giuseppe four. Like, look, like look at those targets right there. Like that was that keeps he, everyone, he's spreading the ball. That keeps everyone so engaged in the game, getting everyone, knowing that at any given play the ball can come to me. Um, I know there's a lot a lot of teams like you you feed you got to feed your number one, but when you got that many good players on your team, that's there's no problem with that try to target distribution. Dad, you wanted to say something? No, just say spreading the ball around. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. they made one of the few post-draft trades, like trading away a lineman. So it's good to see them like doubling and now like you know tripling down on just out trying to out weapon teams, a similar like something similar like Falcons. the Falcons do. They obviously do it in a different way. They don't have you know three run, runners to beat you and IB, but um, the ball distribution is incredible. You don't know where it's coming. You don't know where to double. You don't know which side to shade with that safety. I know Abby is their like perennial deep threat, but that doesn't mean that Christian and Giuseppe are not beating you on deep crossing routes with their speed. Mm-hmm. And 100%. with Tommy throwing dimes across the middle, if you're a second late in your rotation on a zone, it's a touchdown. Uh-huh. So it's a it was a good first win for them against the Ravens, against the poorest Ravens defense to get their footing and you know hit the stride, as we say so many times. Yeah. But with Tommy with his arm talent and you know just his understanding of the league growing every week it this the sky is really the limit like we put out the poll before the season about yeah. will a rookie quarterback make the the final four i mean the top of the standings there are some really good teams so you know it's tough to guarantee All it takes that is or one bet when tommy can win you one playoff tommy's game. arm talent and you know just what he can do back there compared to what other quarterbacks really can't mm mm-hmm. mhm it's it's anything possible. Yeah, right, no. Let's, I'm, uh, let's do the stats on this. No, one. let's talk about oh, the Ravens. I, there's not much to say. Like, there's not much to say on them. There's really not. They they were bad defensively. Terrible. They, they defensively. did they did whatever they wanted. The Ravens. I mean, whatever they wanted. The Patriots did whatever they wanted on the Ravens. There was no pressure. There was no defense down the field. There, it was nothing. It, there was there was really nothing there. And then offensively, like you said, Kurtzman, it was what twenty six to nothing at a point. You said point, yeah. It, it was the game wasn't close. It wasn't competitive. They weren't good. They have zero wins on the season. Like what? Like I, we can't sit up here and and you know talk about them. For, I can't give you. I can't even give you two minutes on them. They weren't good. I know. They were, like, no, they, like, they were bad. They, I, I didn't see the game, so I can't yeah. really comment on what they did well or not. But based on the stats and how they went, it looked like they had a lot of drives that they got the first down, but they just weren't able to punch it in the end zone. I feel like that's been the story of the season for them. A lot of miss, not saying yesterday, but just in general, missed it, throws, missed opportunities for guys that are open. I just think that maybe, listen, I'm not suggesting a quarterback change by any means, but maybe, listen, your own five, you might got to shake some, shake some shit up, do something different on offense and on defense. Like, the potential is 
was there because they, they have so do many score. Good they have so many they good do athletes. score. Like you look at Spo and but they Spoh, score when they, they score, score when, when it's it over. When it's over, like we just said, you know how hard it is with defense when they're up. You're telling me yeah. they score two touchdowns at the end of the game to make it to 38-24. That means that it was thirty-eight to twelve at a point. Yeah. So it's hard to keep your defensive intensity up when you're up thirty-eight to twelve. So no, I'm not it's... disagreeing with that, but they do have the talent to where they should oh, be able to get 100%. the ball into the end zone more often than not. And they shouldn't be zero and five. No. They should not be 0 and 5. I did not expect any team to be 0 for by this point. I'm just dis- I'm honestly disappointed in the Ravens. Yeah. And I hope I hope and, and you know I will say this though. I don't think it's lack of effort to start the games. Like I don't think they're going there quitting. Like I don't think anyone on the team has quit. No, that's they, what I'm. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, themselves, yeah, I'm not. So I don't think like they should not finish this. They, you're still alive for the playoffs. Two wins probably gets you in the playoffs. Go go win a game. Five games go. left. Win two. Go win some games. Like I, that's all I could say about them at this point is you and need to put point, it together and win. And at this point, what do you got to lose? You're 0 five. Make some changes. Do something different. I'm not suggesting Rob Elf not play quarterback, but maybe you mix it up. Maybe get uh, a lot of the, maybe design run plays. Maybe uh, quick short shit and just let your receivers make the plays for you. Um, I think they were. I think they. I think Rob puts a lot on himself and a lot on his plate and. He doesn't always need to put so much on his shoulders. I think there's a way to make it so that you can be efficient and not have all the the weight of the game on your shoulders by mixing it up on offense and defense. You get a couple stops on defense, it can change a game. So I hope that they can turn it around. I hope they don't give up on the season through five weeks. That would be a shame to the league and to whoever they have to play each week. That's just not fun to go out there playing a team who you can tell isn't trying from the moment the game starts. Not saying that has happened, just don't want that to happen. Yep. Um, no, but I definitely just, I want to just see them improve. I think the way they close games is a testament to how much they care and yeah, testament to no, that I they're agree. not going to quit on the season. And we've seen Rob L literally pull seasons out of his ass. Yeah, pull seasons out of the the jaws of defeat, as they say. You know, with the with the Giants when we fell behind with true quarterback, and then last season with UCLA, they were winless and they won two upsets in the last week of the season. So we've seen Rob do it. I, I just I don't I don't have the answer. I don't know what to say on here that they need to do to start strong because it's. It's mistakes on all levels. So I don't even know if there's one fix. I don't know if it's a better game plan. I don't know if it's more simple play design, more creative play design on the defensive end. I don't know what the answer is. And, I mean, I'm glad I don't have to figure out the answer. That's on them. But, I mean, yeah. if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Rob because he's, he's, a, he's a warrior. Yeah, no, um, he is. I feel bad that we just, like, went in on them. But, listen. They, I, they know. They, they know, they're not oh, going to no. sit on here and listen and be yeah. upset that we're doing no, this. No, They all know. They they know what they got to do. I think do. they know they're better than what they are. So, let's see what we got. Rob, 12-21, 187 yards, three touchdowns, seven rushes, 53 yards, and a touchdown as well. Spo, five catches, 96 yards, two touchdowns, also had a tackle and a two-point conversion caught. Liam Riley, uh, Liam Riley, Liam Knowles, two catches, 10 yards, and a touchdown, also an interception and five tackles. Pasquale had a catch for 16 yards. Matt Battle had a pass breakup and two tackles. Lorenzo, his first game playing for Harnish, had a sack. Felt, I felt like I heard him a little bit before I happened to leave, so I at least hopefully he can bring some energy to that defense. Uh, Tommy Torrey had a big 37-yard catch. Pete had two catches for 28 yards, and Mahmoud had a 20-yard rush on the game's final possession. For the Patriots, Tommy Galante, 16-24, 214 yards, six touchdowns, a flawless game. Uh, also two rushes for 23 yards, two pass breakups on defense. Paul called Donato, four catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Also an interception and a conversion caught. Christian Caratero, four catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Abby, the big man on the day, five catches, 111 yards, three touchdowns. Also had an interception. Uh, Giuseppe Capasso, two catches, eight yards, and a touchdown. Quieter day from one of the league's uh, leading receivers. Um, Austin had two sacks and a 10-yard catch, also had three tackles, and Dane Lupton also had a sack for the Patriots. All right, uh, let's go to the Cardinals versus the Panthers game. Um, I saw the first half of this one, missed the second half of this game because I went to go get food. Um, <laughs> Dad, you saw the second half of this game, so you'll help us out in this one. Um, I thought this game started off well for the Panthers. I when they came back when I came back and they I found out that they lost I honestly couldn't believe it like I thought they, I kind of thought that you know they were gonna have this one handily you know Connor but you had Pip playing for Connor I thought Augie looked good and elusive off rip um, I thought you know you know the Cardinals had some touchdowns early but I thought the Panthers looked like the better team early in the game 
And I was really shocked to find out that they lost in this one. What um what happened at the end of the game, Dad? That uh that you think you know changed everything? Well, you're going to me? Yeah. Well, this podcast has been definitely boring until this point. <laughs> well, so yeah, I mean, what game did you see? Well, I, mean, I could have I could have talked about other teams. Well, I, what could you have said? <laughs> well, let me talk about this okay. one. <laughs> um, I thought once again that the Panthers didn't come out and dictate the pace because when I got there, it was kind of, when I heard the score it was kind of it's kind of low. Yeah, I thought. it was low scoring for game for a while. Yeah, so they have to come out and dictate the pace. If they're playing slow as the their opponents, like I said, they've been playing to their, their opponents' pace. I guess maybe they, but maybe they like to play that way. I don't, I, I don't know. Nah, that's not, that's not how, many weeks, how many weeks in a row they've done it though? If you've been watching Augie's game for the past couple of years, that's not the way. No, he but plays. I'm just saying for this certain team, the last outside of the Falcons game, every single game they've played a defensive game where they come out and win the game on defense. No, I was so, looking at the they, stats. Defensively, they're one of the better defensive teams in the league. Right, but Augie, Augie moves the ball. I agree. But he also takes a lot of time in between plays, which also slows, slows the pace of the game. Okay. So, so aside from that, then all of a sudden, the scoring just picked up like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw Augie make one of the most phenomenal runs I've seen in this league. Uh, it was all hips, as he said. It was uh, his Shakira moment. <laughs> Hip, hips don't lie. If you look at the film, yeah. he's all hips on that run. No film on no film in the second half of that oh, game. That's Camera terrible. Died. Yeah. Camera died. Didn't because, get it. Because right after that, you had the, yeah. the hook and ladder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't want to talk about it. Not good. Very, very exciting moments in that game. Now here's the thing. Everyone's saying, "Oh, you gave up on your team. You gave up on your boys." No, I didn't. They had a tough. <laughs> Who's everyone doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I've heard it when I got to the field. Oh, oh they were hating on you. Yeah. So you know what? I didn't give up on them. They had a very bad loss to, to the Seahawks. Not that the Seahawks are a bad team, but they were favored to win that game. They should have won that game. Yeah. Uh, so then, for me, it was it was a test for Joe. He's got to come out and he's got to play a good opponent with an elite quarterback, and he's got to come out on top. And they did. Yeah. So, uh, listen, I'm happy for the Cardinals. I they, think you said coming into it, we said this was the biggest game of Joe's career. <laughs> I said it was, it was a primetime game. And he, yes. stepped up. and he stepped up he, to yeah, the plate. Nah, he had a really he, good game. Good for you, the first, Joe. Ha- the first half of the film, and um, at least the first half of the second half of the film, um... Joe did what he could with what was happening. Um, one thing I want to say. Oh, please say it. I, we have to no, talk about it. We have to talk about it. Because I just thought, remembered to say it, um, the snaps for the Cardinals. I'm not calling out the center, but you got to get the ball up. If there were 30 offensive plays on that film for the Cardinals, 27. 20, that's 27. It. Yeah, it probably was somewhere in the 25 range where that percentage of snaps were not even getting off the ground, and if they were, they were not reaching Joe. I don't know if you play if you've ever played quarterback where you have to receive a snap. You know that being able to not have to worry about the snap not coming like right to you basically is so important because you can a lot of times nonchalantly no. grab the snap while also looking down the field. Joe couldn't look down the field because he was too busy making sure the ball was in his hands because he was picking it up off the ground Joe, time and time again. Joe was picking up the ball off the ground on every single play. And it got to the point where even Christian pointed this out while I was watching the film. Joe was at the point where he was picking the ball up off the ground and trying to look down the field at the same time. Yes. Where he was like, all right, I have to pick up the ball off the ground and keep my head up at the same time. Like as so soon I as see he the would defense. touch it, you'd see his head kind of look up to see, all right, I have the ball in my hands. Like, let me hope I just grab it, this thing right it now. It ruins the timing of everything. Like, he has to bend down, grab, like, it's not good. It like, ruins the it, entire it, offensive play. That has to change. The fact that they won the game like that is a testament to how well they played. Yes. But. That 100%, 1 million percent, if there's anything that you could take away from listening to this or, you know, good win, you got your win, right? You will, I promise you. You play me next week. You <laughs> will not win. You do not want to do that every single play next I week. I promise you, you will not win again. Not only will you not beat Kurtzman's team, the Lions, doing that, you're not winning a playoff game doing that. No. If you play, like if they right now, if they mash up against the Patriots and you got snaps like that on every single pay, play, I would like to assume that the Patriots would win that game, not yeah. because they're the better team, but because of the snaps. Yeah, and, the and snaps I'm not. Are I don't. So important, I don't even yeah. know. I don't even. I literally can't right now off the top of my head. I can't even remember who was snapping the ball, but I don't know if he has to be better at snapping or he. They have to have someone else snap. And I'm not calling you a bad lineman, or I'm not calling you. You know, I'm not even saying so much. You're a horrible snapper, but you were a horrible snapper this weekend, yeah. and that 100% has to change. Like. One million percent needs to change. Can it happen? It's not acceptable. One thing I liked what I saw in the Cardinals film was just Joe being able to finally, it looked kind of finally like his knee is getting a little bit more right because he was moving so much better on the film. He was actually cutting a little more this week. He told me the prior week against the Seahawks, I didn't see the game, so I asked him, I said, what happened? He was like, 
I hurt my knee a little early because I really wasn't able to cut, and then I couldn't move because they were dominating us on the line of scrimmage. So I, this week I was looking to see, is he look a little healthier or whatever. He was making guys miss in the open field fly grabs. He scored two rushing touchdowns, both longer rushing touchdowns. Um, Did he mix up his rollouts left and right, or was it mainly still to the right? It was mostly still to the right. Um, I saw one play. He had a nice run to the left. Get up, Joe. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I do think his offensive line played well. I do think they need to stay in and block a little more because with Joe being not 100% still, he needs all the time he can get. Um, I'm not going to tell them how to go about there, make their adjustments, and go ahead going forward because I'm playing them this week. But oh, I can tell you, yeah, I know you, and I know you can. But I'm not going to be the one that tells them how to beat beat me and continue to grow as a team. But um, no, they played good enough to win. Obviously, throughout all these bad snaps and all that on offense, I thought Joe played a really good game. I thought Kramer did well when he got the ball and ran um, with it. I like that he got Douglas involved. Douglas had a lot of touches in this game. And uh, he made a lot of plays. So I made some guys miss, scored two touchdowns, had the big lateral from Ed Zalek, um that spurred them to victory. And um, they bounced back off the big loss to a team that they probably shouldn't be, should have beat the previous week. And that is good to see resilience of a team. All right. Um, it's a mark of a good team, absolutely. No, it definitely does, being able to bounce back I from think, a terrible I think, loss. Um, I know, I know. We uh, about the Panthers, uh, no, no, we talked a little bit about the Panthers, and I know that yeah. they. Um, and we talked about you know the game was slow defensively, oh, yeah. everything like that. But I think I, I think Pip is a great player, and I'm not saying him and Connor are absolutely on the same level as a player, but Augie has clear chemi- chemistry with Connor, and I think that you know could have changed the game a little bit. And I know there was a, they had a fourth and five opportunity to win the game, and he gets sacked at the very end of the game. Who who did we know Musi it was Musi? Musi comes up with a huge play at the end of the game to sack Augie there, but um, incredible. Uh, uh, what's that? What's, what am I thinking right now? The play you throw a hook and then he laterals hook and ladder. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm freaking idiot. I couldn't think of the, the name of the play. Douglas scores on a huge uh, hook yeah. and ladder play. You know, being game D- Douglas, an experienced flag player, who's probably calling that in the huddle, saying, "Hey, let's run this. Let's get me on a lateral right here." Um, wins the game for them, makes a huge difference. So yeah. I'm not worried about the Panthers moving forward. I think this was a huge win, like we talked about, primetime win for Joe. And um, sad to say, but it looks like my Augie MVP. Ballot race is over. Yeah, normally you need probably to go at least nine and one yeah, or to ten win and zero to win MVP this year. Um, one thing I want to say, Augie, after the game, well, after after the games were over, and he called me about the game. He said one thing he wanted to make sure that I said on the podcast was that Mike Musi is a problem. Yeah, he was in the back. He said he was in his face all game. He said he was making plays, a lot of fly grabs. I saw on film the, for the the film that we do have of that game. He was a menace. He was everywhere. Um, but like I said, man, I'm happy Joe got the ball to Douglas because we see what Douglas can do with the ball in his hands. He's very good at making guys miss. Um, for being a bigger guy, he's good at making guys miss. He's good. Uh, Good speed when he gets going. He always gets up the field too. He yeah. always runs straight. He's very gets good, up. you know, because he's an experienced fight yeah. player. He knows what to do, and um, I'm very happy to see that Joe was able to use the toy that he we let fall to the second round. Um, is that really it for this game? I think that the the Panthers need to start showing up in full because it's getting mid season already. I'm not sure what the like the team chemistry is obviously good. There are a lot. Of, they got a lot of friends on the team, but I'd like to see them have all their players each week so we can just continue to see them grow as a team. And um, Augie, man. That touchdown run, like you said, could have been one of the best. Phenomenal. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, I guess we can stats. get into the stats for this one. For the Cardinals, Joe Piscopo, 12 of 15. Not a lot of yards, only 76 yards. Um, threw two touchdowns, both to Douglas, and had seven carries for 72 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Tompkins had a catch, also had made a few tackles. Musi, three sacks on the day. Douglas, five catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Also had the rushing touchdown, which is off the lateral. Um... 30 yards for a touchdown. Ed, who made the lateral, heads up play by him, had the, that his be his only catch of the day. Uh, Joe Ivanak, another interception for him. I believe that's his fourth or fifth on the season. Showed up at halftime. I don't know what the hell you're doing, Joe. Uh, Kramer had three carries for 18 yards. They like to use him in the backfield a lot. And uh, James Williams, two catches, six yards. For the Panthers, Augie, 9 of 1,406 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and the interception. Finished with three carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Also had two tackles. Pip, three catches, 21 yards, and a touchdown. Matt had his first sack of the season. Nick King, one catch, 20 yards. Also had a pass breakup. Steve Verdesco, three catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. And Liam Riley had a big catch on the final drive to give them an opportunity to win the game. Also had his first sack of the season as well. All right, uh, let's move on to the 12-30 game, Dylan's game here. I'll start the Falcons versus the Dolphins. I'll start by, with this, Dylan, then I'll turn it over to you. Um... I, I thought, you know, in this game, obviously it was it was high intensity, two best quarterbacks in the league. 
Um, it's going to be anytime IB and Sobs play against each other, it's going to be the most anticipated matchup of the week, without a doubt. Uh, I thought it was a good game that lived up to the hype, lived up to the expectation. I thought it was, uh, you know, both teams. I don't think any less of either team walking out of this. Um, Dylan will disagree with me here, but I think the difference in this game is energy. Like, I know it's a lot of trash talking from the Falcons, but um, I think, you know, when especially like someone like Jack, who's we've talked about him making defensive plays over and over again, um, probably the leader for defensive player of the year, very, you know, up there, 100% going to be first team. Um, you know, he comes with a lot of energy. He talks a lot of trash. And it's like how we, like True, Kurtzman, we talk about your team. True's going to talk trash and bring energy every week. Jack is going to talk trash and bring energy. And it gets the rest of the team going. Um, I know, Dylan, you'll disagree. So I'll, uh, I'll turn it over to you here. Before oh. you turn it over to him, there is one thing I do need to say about this game before we continue. If you are not playing in the game, there are multiple things I'm going to say to you right now. Number one, back the hell up from the field. That's number one. I, I might have to put that yellow fence up on that side because the players are on the field. Um, I mean, the people are on the, the crowd's almost on the field. People are trying to watch behind them. Um, the crowd, if you're in the crowd also, stop cursing at the players on the other team. I understand you're supporting your friends and you know who, listen. And it's you like know at the end of the are. day, it's yeah, like a fun, yeah, like, and like, it just, to, yeah. it, there's it's like no a big reason, Xbox yeah, Live there's party. There's no reason That's for what it. it feels and like. one thing I have to say is also with the talking shit, if you're on the field, I, we don't care if you talk shit. Talking shit is part of the game, but stop getting in people's faces. And I tell True this during the game. I'm like, yo, you can't be getting in people's faces and getting crazy like that. Because listen, we're, we're men. Like, people get pissed off and throw it, it happens sometimes i don't want to see fights happen you don't need to be getting in people's faces spitting on them especially during coronavirus times like we just need to no seriously we need to relax just the slightest bit just literally just the slightest bit and i will be happy because i can't be i can't be listening to the film from across the field on the box and being able to hear exactly word for word what the crowd is saying to the people on the field so i'm not trying to be a debbie downer but you it's unacceptable behavior. I'm sorry. All right, Dylan. I'm going to disagree with your point about the energy. I think that um, we had a safety in the game that they went up 8-6, and you know that was probably one of their peaks of trash-talking and yelling and going crazy as a team, and we came right back, stopped them, got the ball, scored, took the lead going into half. So I think that the energy they brought on the outside seems as though that was the difference in the game. But our team is not a team that has any outspoken people that yell. It's We're more just a com- composed group. Like, we were literally hearing them yell, and we're like, yo, we know what we're doing. We have the lead. Like, just stay composed. Keep it together. Let them yell all they want. It doesn't mean shit. On the field, they still have to stop us. That being said, we did make lots of mental mistakes, myself included. Had a crucial drop that cost us a chance to win the game. So yeah, we would have tied the game. Yeah, obviously, I'm gonna call myself out for that. I was telling my teammates like, I, I let you guys down. Like that's on me. It won't happen again. But I think that I mean the game was as advertised in terms of closeness, but the game was really a defensive battle. And I don't think a lot of people predicted that to happen. I think that both teams did a lot of things on defense that um, you know were just really effective and really succeeded at neutralizing the two best players in the league uh missing Morick definitely hurt but i'm not going to use that as an excuse obviously we still had enough like we still had ample chances to win the game um i just think that for both teams a lot of takeaways from this game and like you guys said i don't think this changes the season outlook for either team i think that um, it was a big win for the Falcons teams, because yeah. both yeah. teams are championship boss. Yeah, no, yeah. it was it was a, a big win for the Falcons though because it puts them at that the yeah, one no, no, loss. Of course, the standings, no, of course. Yeah, standings wise, yeah, sure. it's huge because this definitely puts us in a disadvantage in terms of getting to the one seed. But I, I think that we there's so many correctable mistakes that we made. It's not like a situation where we're like, where the hell do we go from here? What the hell just happened? We have so many things that question marks. I think that we literally have a list of like specific plays that happened that were like this cannot happen again this cannot happen again this cannot happen and it will not happen again i think that i believe in our group you know it was our first big game of the year i think that at the end of the day we stepped to the challenge we were there we had a chance to win the game late we just fell short we made the like yes it was on us that kind of shot ourselves in the foot to lose the game but we were there when it mattered and we didn't let the game get away from us so i think that you know, moral victories don't mean anything, but uh, if you want to take a moral victory away from it, for us, it was our first game playing zone, and we held IB 
widely regarded as the league's best player to 150 total yards, like uh, as a team, 150 total yards. So I think that is a great, you know, something we could pivot off of and use to propel us forward. Dad, uh, this is a game like uh, they were, like Dylan said, it lived up to the billing. It's the two best quarterbacks in the league playing against each other, and they went at it. Uh, Dolphins, I, when I watch their games, they almost never punt. They're, they're that confident that they can score or get a first down wherever they are on the field. Uh, I thought IB, the game plan was to perfection again. His RPO uh, was phenomenal. But I think the difference in this game, and without a doubt if you watch the game, was Nick Sedano. Uh, For sure. Offensively and defensively. Offensively, through those RPOs, if, um, if IB was keeping the ball, he was a road grader. He, had, he used him as a lead block, and he just leveled people. Defensively, he was all over the field, grabbing flags, putting pressure on Sobes. Uh, I, I thought that that might have been his best game this year. I, I agree with you. No, on that. Nick was Nick was came to play. He was he was very physical, very. all over the field. Uh, he's another one who was talking trash as well. You know, Nick's going to bring it vocally and physically. Um, really good game from him. I think when we talk about the Falcons and how they match up against the Lions, Kurtzman's team. Um, I thought they weren't prepared defensively for Kurt Smith. Nothing different. Prepared. And, and period. Okay. They, no, true. No, they just the way they played today. I mean today, Saturday looked like so, they got to practice it. Yes. They were prepared. Yeah. They the were way ready they to moved, go. like the way they moved around their zone to shade against me or shade against other like tendencies that we have was incredible. We did not have any easy yards. We were constantly in third and fourth and long. Yep. We did score on some like broken plays, but like. No, nothing, and e- e- other way around too. We had that complete blown coverage on, like we messed yeah. up the coverage with Justin unavailed yep. forty five touchdown. But other than that, like there were no easy yards on each side, which kind of like shows me for the playoffs. Like I'm really excited for these playoff games once we eventually get there. I know we still have five still five weeks. Ago, like yeah. I'm not trying to jump the gun, but this game kind of laid the blueprint for how competitive the playoffs are going to be and how tough it's going to be to co- to get to gain yards. So. Yeah. This, you stress yeah. it the more the Before you start talking about the Falcons, I just want to say about the Dolphins, or more barely about Sobes. I think it was the first time in my life I've seen Sobes look um, a little hesitant, a little indecisive with mm-hmm. the ball, look like he was running out of cleaner pockets. I felt, see now, I thought Sedano did a very good job in this game, but I also thought that Lebo did well. I think that there were, a lot, there were some instances where Lebo was holding his own on that play, and Sobes would go out of the pocket, make it difficult for Lebo to continue to hold his block, and Zano would obviously make him pay. Zano was a home wrecker in this game. He did everything he needed to do and more in this game to win. A home wrecker. Home wrecker. Wrecking ball. Wrecking ball. Wrecking, wrecking ball. ball yeah. Home wrecker is usually referred to like. Okay, yeah, sure. Whatever, whatever term you want to use. Um, <laughs> home wrecker is like, he, like wrecked, <laughs> he wrecked this game for the Dolphins offense. I'm I think Sobes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a home wrecker. Uh, I think Sobes is. I think Sobes will be fine though. But he did yeah, look no, indecisive so, for the first I, time in my career. I yeah. feel like I've seen him look this indecisive with the ball in his hands. Yeah, yeah. Sobes and I talked. So, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, real no, quick, no, no, Sobes and I talked after the game. Actually, like today or yesterday, that he's like, I think I just got to be like more patient in the pocket and just like. Give my receiver like let the routes develop a little bit instead extra of, half second. Like, it's it's an instinct thing. It's tough when you got someone bearing down on you, but bear down, get it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know you have to do it sometimes when a team is in the set zone and you, like the windows are small. If you run out of pocket, you might miss the timing route. So, of course, yeah, these are the, these two quarterbacks are two of the coolest customers in the league. They they're not not very vocal as far as screaming at refs or screaming at players. They don't get into that. That's why when. Um, Sobs got that uh, personal foul for yeah. throwing the ball at Jack. Listen, Jack ran up to him right into his ear, told him twice, "You suck, you suck," and he didn't even throw the ball. Just threw it in his kind of in, in his direction, just flipped it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He got and he got around. a flag. Well, and that's when you know the, the old saying is, "It's not who hits first, who hits last." Yeah, no, the flag. and that's what nice. happened. I mean, you could uh, and listen. That, that team is very, very vocal, and, and their game—that's part of their game—is to get into your head. I mean, at one point, I, I I saw that Jack was arguing with Matt Hughes on the sideline. Yeah, he's not even playing Matt Hughes, and you're arguing with him. He goes, "No, that's part of my game. It's part of my game." I, and I know it's part of his game, and that's why I also love players like that. I love true like that. Like Jack, guy. Jack, and, it, and this is why Jack is great. Jack fully believes he's the best player in the league. And I think there are a lot you of people that No, no, you have to. No, you have to. And you have to have player. that. And and Jack fully believes that. And Jack's going to let you know every week, I'm the best player and in the league. And every time he makes a play, he's, he's going to let, let you know, know, I think I'm the best player, or I am the best player in the league. So, and listen, the goon, I never, the reaper. I never <laughs> knock 
confidence. If you are playing with the supreme confidence that he plays with, that True plays with, Sobs, I be me, like you're playing with that kind of confidence. I'm not gonna knock you, but you better step up to the plate and make it happen. And I'll tell you right now, Jack stepped up to the plate and made shit Big, happen. He almost picked the ball. Yeah. Any yeah. Uh, any other comments on this one before we end the pod here? Um, I think it's crazy to see that I be really only throws the ball like eight, nine times, ten times a game now. He's really running the shit out of the ball. He's really making you think on offense a lot more since he played May. And, uh, yeah, I think they... Uh, they look great. They definitely look great. They look um, great. Yeah, as, as long as Sedano's every week, that, that RPO is going to make that offense yeah. work. Yes, sir. All without, right, let's what, do... Yeah, without him, it's going to be tough. Let's do the stats and uh, get on out of here. For the Falcons, the winning Falcons, 7-10 for IB, 79 yards, two touchdowns, six carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown as well. Justin Farrar, two catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown, and one to tackle. Sedano, one catch for 17 yards, also had four carries, 31 yards, a pass breakup, and two tackles. Uh, Jack Starner, four catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown, as well as having the game, I guess the game-winning catch in terms of, the, it was a fourth and three, and he caught first down. a nice diving catch for a first down. Um, Johnny Mack, very quiet day from him, no, nothing offensively. It's very shocking to me, honestly, but this game was very low, sco- uh, low scoring and low yardage. Uh, Jiggy had another sack in this one. Jiggy, I said it, uh, when I played them two weeks ago. Gets out to the quarterback. Gets out to the quarterback. He's very fast. So, uh, G, he's making plays for them, that defensive line. For the Dolphins, Sobes, 11-23, 85 yards, two touchdowns, uh, six carries for 50 yards. Dylan, two catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a second sack of the season. Um, crucial drop to end up ending the game. Uh, Sean, one catch, five yards. TJ Angstad, another two-touchdown game for him. Five catches, 35 yards, two touchdowns. Lebo, one catch, five yards. Zach Bilheimer, one catch, four yards, and another sack. I believe that's leading number eight for him on the season uh, through five games. And Cody Norton, one catch for 10 yards. All right. Uh, So I said there was a controversial play in this game where – it looked like IB went down on a, on a was it a fourth down play? Yeah, I think yeah, that I want to clear that up. We, we, we I I oh, yeah. initially argued that I thought his knee was down, and then I think my then like my team the the ball in was response the ball to, was on the ground. In response so, to that, yeah. the ref said the ball was down, so they thought like the ball was fumbled. No, but like he used the ball to just support like. But even if it was a fumble, it's behind matter. the line. Yeah, it yeah, it's, it's still a live ball. So I'm gonna I'm also gonna put this out there. If you are running ahead of the line of scrimmage and you use the ball to keep your balance, then you're down. Yeah, that I think you're down because I think that the ball right. is on the ground and that causes a dead play. So if you're behind the line of scrimmage and the ball and you're using the ball to keep your balance, you're good because a the ball's still in your hand and b if it wasn't, it was a fumble. Otherwise, if you're ahead of the line of scrimmage, it will be ruled dead by the referees. All right. Good talk. Good nice. Uh, good yeah, ending no, to that. Solid. No, good ending to that. That was good clear up, Christian, because I was even a little bit confused on that ruling right there. But you know, you I thought it. I Usually thought you had a few things each year you never seen before. I thought that was the proper. Uh, I thought that was the proper. Proper Ooh. team won that game. I think the Falcons deserve to win it, yeah. and they won it. So, I think so everyone, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We will be back either tomorrow or Thursday night for uh, for the Maybe the yeah. preview of Week Six. So. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to subscribe on all podcast platforms that you are listening to this too, and we will catch you then. Peace.